Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Got a great hour ahead of you guys. Some really interesting topics and a great guest uh, here to uh, to share his perspective with you guys. Let's see. What all we got? And, of course, my man, uh, my partner in crime here every night of the week is with me, as always. In fact, I think he might. He, he it's possible he's done more Andrea Kay shows than Andrea Kay. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Say what? Yeah, I, I live the shows multiple times a day. I just can't get enough. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so this hour we're going to talk about a UN quote expert who now says that religious liberty must yield to LBGT demands. Uh, the global push against religious people of all persuasions is is going to become more and more uh, the focus as we uh, go about the next few years of our lives of course we christians knew to expect that right because it's kind of biblical uh, we've got some more shocking information has come out about ocean gate the company including including the fact did they actually post a job ad while five people were missing and their sub was missing, yeah. So some more shocking information about Ocean Gate to come up uh, ahead. Have you guys ever heard of something called lying flatism? That's become uh, the new thing. So we're going to share with you guys about lying flatism. Okay, before I bring in my guest, William Jasper, senior editor from the New American, let me share with you guys uh, what is um, what what the topic is with him tonight. So this U.N. certified expert on sexual orientation and gender identity uh, declared Wednesday that religious communities must yield to the demands of LBGT persons to avoid charges of violence, uh, uh, of to avoid charges of violence and discrimination. And this person's name is Victor Madrigal Borlows. And so there's there's, of course, going to be the next step with the U.N. Council is to begin to try to put the pressure on different countries uh, to and to enact and enforce laws uh, to this effect. So joining me now to discuss is William Jasper. Like I said, he's the senior editor of The New American uh, author, journalist, commentator documentary producer he's been on many tv and radio shows all across the united states and the world he was also an accredited correspondent at the the united nations himself in new york can we have a better person to talk about this william jasper welcome to the andrea k show thank you very much andrea Okay, so um so the u.n has decided that they've just got a they, they they've got an expert i didn't know that there was such a thing at the u.n maybe you can maybe you can uh sh- 
explain to me that whether or not you think this person is actually an expert and whether or not that exists in the UN. But this expert has said that we religious people and religious people all around the world, that our freedoms need to take a backseat to the LBGTQ. What say you? Well, it, this has been building for quite a while. I've been a a correspondent, accredited correspondent at the United Nations in New York and at UN conferences around the world uh, for over 30 years. Uh, I don't live there anymore. I uh, live uh, now on my uh, little ranch in Idaho, but I do my continue to do my work from there after having spent quite a bit of time in those environs. And unfortunately, uh, they have burrowed, they, meaning the LGBTQ, LMNOP uh, folks, and their sponsors uh, at the United Nations and the many tax-exempt foundations, the usual, uh, uh, the usual culprits, uh, the Soros Open Society Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, have been supporting... I've seen this grow at the UN uh, for decades now. All the LGBTQ uh, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, that are accredited at the UN. Uh, I first noticed it in, really uh, in a big way in the 1990s, uh, and when I was down at the Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro uh, in 1992. Uh, it was quite noticeable back then that they had really blossomed at U.N. functions and that they were being funded uh, very largely by foundations and by corporations and by many of the European countries, uh, uh, Sweden and Germany and France, one in their various uh, cabinet departments were funding these organizations that then were going to the United Nations and we're really then using their bully pulpits and their bully strength from the United Nations to pound down particularly the Latin American and African countries, which have not become as sophisticated as we are here in the United States and in Europe in pushing all this uh, gender ideology and perversion, uh, which has now reached a level where, as you point out today, uh, it was just this past uh, week at the United Nations where their independent expert, he's referred to as their independent expert on uh, human rights, on the United Nations Human Rights Council for, uh, well, let's see, they have, it's a O-I-I-G-E, anyway, they, they have a big highfalutin uh, name for him. <laughs> but this, this guy now is presented as an expert, and he says that we, uh, believers, uh, Christians, Jews, uh, Muslims, uh, people of all faiths who have restrictive views of or who view uh, the activities of LGBTIQ, uh, they have a number of different ways of presenting this, as you know. Uh, if, they, if we even say that their activities are sinful or disapprove of them, that is uh, akin to violence because it makes them feel bad and unsafe, and it uh, you've heard it all across the uh, the news for the last uh, several decades. If you if you in any way disapprove of it or speak out in condemnation of sinful activity or refer to it as sinful, uh, you are encouraging violence against mm-hmm. these people. And so mm-hmm. it's a way of actually censoring right. all of us right. and forcing us to accept 
their definitions of morality and immorality. Yeah, I mean, that, and the, you see this also as a tactic as they push for transgenderism on children. You know, they're recruiting children into it, and then it's, we've got to protect our trans kids because, you know, they're going to kill themselves if we don't, you know, chemically castrate them. Right, and, so t- and, if, and we have to say that we approve of yes. it. Uh, because if we don't, they'll feel bad, they'll co- commit suicide, and we'll be responsible for it. Well, it's even worse than that because it's forced participation now. You'll lose custody of your children if you don't go along with it, right? Um, you know, if you if you don't want to, you know, doctors will lose their medical license if they don't go along with it. So the, it's all about for, it, it's forced participation, and that's or what if I, your child goes to yeah. school and uh, a teacher there or a LGBT group which has been formed there with teachers. Uh, uh, and the teachers' union's approval, uh, convince your child, uh, he, he, him or her, that uh, he's gay or lesbian or, or, or whatever, or trans, and you say, no, you're not, uh, then uh, if you, uh, you're guilty of violating the uh, conversion laws the, mm-hmm. uh, that they've passed in all these, uh, so many of the states. I think with the U.N., what I see as the next step is hate speech legislation, um, that's going to be recommended globally. I think that the left has been pushing in this country for a long time. Uh, we should have never gone the route of hate crimes legislation because no victim's death is any more important than anybody else just because of their skin color. Uh, but that's paved the way, in my opinion, for, and I've been saying this for many years, uh, that hate speech legislation is going to be the next thing they're going to try to put over on us. I mean, it's already in play when you think of censorship, when you think of cancel culture, right? If you say certain things, you'll be fired. You'll, you know, have your your site taken down and et cetera. But I think that's one of the reasons why the U.N. is beginning to push for this. And I think that I think that we're going to see. Uh, hate speech legislation, or do you think that our, you know, and well, I, yes, it's already it's already headed there. And in fact, uh, just a couple of months ago in March, uh, the Biden administration's uh, U.S. ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield uh, spoke at the U.N. Security Council briefing. It was a briefing on integrating human rights and lesbian, gay, transgender, and intersex persons. Uh, uh, rights uh, into the United Nations uh, treaties. And so uh, uh, she said, quote, That's a, it's especially true for, uh, for those at the intersection of multiple and under, underrepresented identities. And she announced that the Biden administration would propose homosexual trans-specific language in Security Council resolutions and decisions. Mm. Uh, and uh, to begin enforcing this, Within governments, within their military, uh, and uh, within their within their legislation, so the Biden administration is really pushing this at the national level. Of course, uh, he had his big pride uh, thing at the White House, uh, but also at the international level. And so, when the United States, when we allow our tax dollars to go into there to the United Nations, and they're doing all of these perverse things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, it's 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 very. It's it's very immoral, and, but it's also unfair to all the poorer countries of the world that are trying to hold. It's it's mostly the the, the poorer countries of Africa and Latin America uh, that are have been the most uh, stalwart in opposing these kinds of things. And now we're we're using all they're using our money, mm-hmm. influence of the United States, and sending down all all these UN and U.S. experts 
to tell these people that oh no your your aboriginal views of uh, uh, man and woman are are just out of date you have to change embrace the latinx yeah right which which they don't want to do and um the it's it's shocking to me i've been studying politics since i was a kid i still can't believe in my lifetime that this is even that this is even taking place uh that we that we're mutilating children in this country in order to protect children is is that is the narrative they're trying to push it's insane to me it's insane that we've got biological males sharing locker rooms and restrooms with young girls and telling young girls to shut up about it you know it's crazy meanwhile there's a report out today the first transgender uh, state representative from New Hampshire was arrested for child pornography charges. We know that there was a house in um, four children found in a Boston run housing with drag queens, drugs, sex toys, and a dead black trans man. It, it, you know, the, 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 I, the, and the, and these celebrities and these people that try to tell us something's wrong with you. If you've got a problem with drag queens performing in front of little children, something's wrong with anybody that thinks that that's okay, William. I mean, it, it, you know, if it's not about grooming, if it's not about pedophilia, then what's it about? Because why are we suddenly now that, you know, have grown men strutting around in G strings taking dollar bills from little kids? Yes, everyone knows. Everyone knows that this is wrong. That this is that it is it's depraved. Not it is evil. And uh, you know, uh, I, I speak out a lot on this. And said, look, it's really a time for for American men to man up. Yes. Forget about your golf and your bowling and your fishing and hunting for a little. While. I love doing all those things too. But really, uh, your family is under attack. Your religion is under attack. Your wives and your daughters are under attack. You're going to allow your, your, these, these men to go into your, your, your wives and your daughters' uh, uh, restrooms and into the locker rooms that girls' sports are being totally destroyed. Uh, it's time for the men to, to stand up and say, look, we don't care. Call us, call us racist. Call us homophobes. Call us all the names you want. Uh, you're not going to get us to back down. Uh, you know, I'm just in this uh, right now. I live up in beautiful panhandle of, of northern Idaho. Small towns right near me. It's made national news. You may have seen a uh, high school senior uh, in Kellogg, Idaho. Small town, 2,000 people. Beautiful mining town. Uh, he had the temerity to say, uh, there's only two genders, male and female. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're either a guy or you're a girl. They kicked him out of school and wouldn't let him graduate with his class. Unbelievable. So, so that shows how they penetrated, and usually it's through the teachers' unions, the National mm-hmm. Education Association and the AFT. They've been promoting this for, uh, for years, mm-hmm. and uh, now they've gotten into uh, so many of the schools and have indoctrinated so many of the teachers, and now they're in, the teachers are indoctrinating the students. Yeah, and it's and it's despicable, and we're we're almost out of time. But one of the things that I, you know, I started going around. I speak to Republican groups a lot in San Diego, and it was at least six or seven years ago where I spoke uh, to a group of Republican women, and just said we have got to begin to address immediately this transgender movement. And people didn't even know what I was talking about, and I could see it clearly, you know, coming down the pike. And you know, we're always we're always playing defense we're never getting you know the the democrats are always looking for new ways that they can push their agenda it's cultural marxist movement to destroy the fabric of society and we're you know we're always a decade late 
in trying to push back against it after they've gained a lot of ground. And, um, and, and, and as I'm watching DeSantis and Trump and, you know, the, all these primary people, it's just, you know, I, I, some are starting to talk about it more. But I, I think there needs to be, a, you know, every American should be able to get behind at least Republicans the idea of I personally think this is one thing that should be legislated centrally, that it should be banned across this country for chemical mutilation of children, anybody under the age of 18. Do you agree, William Jasper? I do. I do. This is not uh, well. There, there are there are certain. It has to be looked at carefully. There are there are some of these things that should be state uh, uh, state mandates, state laws. Uh, but uh, we used to have uh, at, at least in the in the, in the military and in all of the federal funding. Uh, all, there should be no funding or anything allowed for anything like that at the federal level. So uh, we could get members of Congress to pass legislation banning all of that, first of all, so that the Department of Education, Department of Energy, every single department now is pushing mm-hmm. not just pride but transgenderism. And yeah. uh, uh, so uh, that has to be stopped, and that can be done uh, just by cutting the funding and saying yeah. that cannot be done. At the state level, we're already seeing uh, over, I think, over half of the states, 28 states, I think we've uh, reported on that, have uh, passed legislation uh, banning the uh, uh, transgender uh, mutilation and, and uh, uh, hormone treatment. Mm. Well... Uh, well, we've got to all be recognizing that uh, there's going to begin to be push on hate speech legislation coming down. It's going, it's, it's on its way. People think, oh, the UN, it's not going to, you know. No, we, we've got to be beginning to anticipate and putting plans in place to stop things in advance. Um, William Jasper, I've kept you long tonight. How do people read your stuff? Tell everybody how to find uh, New American. Yes, so uh, we are uh, both an online and a print magazine. There are not that many print magazines left anymore. True. But the New American, uh, it comes out biweekly, uh, and uh, you can get a subscription to the print uh, and or the digital uh, version of the print uh, at thenewamerican.com. Now, at, at thenewamerican.com, there is a the there, thenewamerican.com. Uh, we have... Uh, new articles every day, unique uh, articles. We don't just reprint stuff uh, off the web. We have our own uh, battery of uh, seasoned reporters, uh, investigative reporters. Uh, we have new videos up every day. So um, it's a, a great place for people to uh, keep informed on all of these issues, and particularly the United Nations. Uh, for, for most years, um, even most conservative organizations, ignored the United Nations, saying, oh, it's not, not that important. And uh, now uh, many people are aware of the dangers of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were, we were reporting on that since they started at the Earth Summit in, in uh, 1992. And before that, on the pro-abortion, the anti-family, the Christophobic, anti-Christian stuff that's coming out of the UN, the uh, pro-LGBTQ stuff, the anti-property rights uh, the anti-Second uh, Amendment, anti-gun rights, uh, all of that stuff. We've been uh, watching that for, for decades and reporting on that. And in there, we also have a freedom index that people can look at to see how their congressmen, how their senators, mm, how good. members are voting. And 
uh, how they can get alerts when important things come up so that you don't just read about it after the fact, after terrible right. legislation has already been passed. We've got to start getting active. We've got to get educated. We've got to start making sure we're getting information from good good sources and good people and getting, getting good perspective. William Jasper, thank you so much for being here tonight. My pleasure. Thank you. Take it easy. All right, stay tuned. You guys know what lying flatism is? Skins, do you know what lying flatism is? You don't because you're always sitting upright. I don't think you know what lying flatism is. (laughs) We're going to talk about it when we come back because it just might be a problem for our culture going forward. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Apparently covering uh, the submersible and, and people... You know, uh, you know what the story was, even though it, we found out last night that the Navy was hiding it, right? The Navy heard that the submersible, submersible imploded on Sunday, but we didn't know that, right? So everybody's been glued to the, to the, the TV, right? Trying to, you know, the countdown of how many hours they had left and there's boats circling and they're, they're looking for it. And were they going to find it in time in the countdown? Well, apparently that's all racist, according to Barack Obama. He actually had the gall to say, that it was obscene inequality in news coverage of Ocean Gate sub-tragedy uh, compared to that of the sinking of the migrant ship. So, uh, which was a ship of migrants um, that went down Thursday night in Athens, Greece. Um, I, 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 how stupid does he think people are? How stupid does he think people are? By the 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 Greece thing that happened, the migrant ship with the Greece happened Thursday night. The the entire world was watching for days, thinking that there was there was an attempt to rescue people who were trapped. The scenarios are not even remotely the same. But oh, by the way, Barack Obama, if you want to talk about inequality, you might want to get your facts straight because of the five people on board this submarine, the submersible that, that imploded, three out of five were people of color. I'm just so sick of the politicizing of this crap. It is literally, Andrea, in each and every area and aspect of our lives. In fact, there were people that were, I guess, Stockton Rush, who was the CEO of Oceansgate, who died in the submarine. The, the past few days, uh, you know, people have been basically, even before the cat got out of the bag, that the U- U.S. military, by the way, Navy, knew that this happened and hid it to cover up the crimes of our corrupt government, right? I mean, we're a laughing stock around the world. So while they were hiding that... Um, uh, the left was digging into Stockton Rush, I think his name, and found out they were already stomping on his grave because apparently he's donated more money to Republicans than Democrats over the years. I mean, how how ghoulish are these people? There was one guy, Ely Mastal, who tweeted out, some African-American professor and commentator on MSNBC, tweeted out that, oh, if only Samuel Alito was on board. We don't, we don't behave like this, do we, as Republicans? I mean, do we sometimes say things that are crass? Sometimes we might come out with a joke a little too soon. But I don't think that this is just who we are as a group of people. This is terrible. But you know what's also terrible? That OceanGate, the company, posted a job while the submersible was missing. 
Yeah, all I can say is that that wasn't well thought through. That's as bad as any any of the other stuff that's being said. Like, give it some time, man. Come on. I mean, in the middle, the job posting went up while the search was underway. Um, this the job was for a submersible pilot, and and uh, you know, in in case you're you know thinking about abandoning the AK show, it was a submersible pilot marine technician who would quote help manage and operate our fleet of manned subber- submersibles and support vessels. Your fleet was already down one when this post went up. Quote, we are looking for committed and competent individual with combination of strong mechanical and interpersonal skills who can work on sensitive marine equipment, perform regular maintenance and operate complex systems to support dive operations. Y'all asking for a lot. <laughs> you should have a list of, uh, of CV items that are, you know, would make NASA feel insecure, Right. Somebody posted uh, under this ad with the jokes started flying. One person said, I can't work under that kind of pressure. Can I apply with a gaming experience and absolutely no will to live? One person put. Another person put, heard they have some openings in upper management as well. They've since taken down the ad, but to even be putting that up. That's not, that's not cool. No, it's sick. Uh, the requirements of the job include, quote, a willingness and ability to work offshore for weeks at a time as required, as well as experience operating small boats and working on large commercial vessels. Um, if you're supposed to be doing maintenance on submersibles, wouldn't they be looking for somebody with experience in maintenance on submersibles? I didn't see that listed. This job posting itself is kind of a clue. As to this organization and how it ran, um, what, there was there's a Las Vegas billionaire whose last name is Bloom, and he's had a rough week because he was former partners with the actor Treat Williams, who just passed away in a motorcycle accident. I'm not quite sure what they were partners in, but they were very close. And he was also friends with Stockton Rush who is the CEO of, of Ocean Gate, who died tragically. And this Las Vegas billionaire, Jay Bloom, uh, just this past April, a couple months ago, was uh, in text messages with uh, Stockton Rush, where Stockton Rush was pushing his friend, billionaire Bloom, to take this voyage, the same one that went down, and he was even trying to discount the tickets from 250000 then it was to 150000 then to 100000 And this billionaire in Las Vegas, Jay Bloom, texted him and said, my son's friend researched what could go wrong and put a little scare in him. Uh, Bloom texted Ocean Gate CEO in February. Bloom texted, he's excited to go but concerned about the danger. So CEO of Russiagate tweeted back, um, well, what do the uninformed want to know? And then so Bloom says, well, being attacked by giant sea structures and quote, anything that compromises the hull. And uh, but that's really stupid. This Jay Bloom said and the CEO of Ocean Gate said, yeah, very stupid. While there's obviously risk, it's way safer than flying in a helicopter or even scuba diving. There hasn't been an injury in 35 years in a non-military sub. Well, Bloom decided not to go anyway, 
and was uh, glad that he didn't. His seats were taken by the Pakistani billionaire and the Pakistani billionaire's son who did not want to go because of his own fears but went to please his dad. All right, stay tuned. Maybe they should have gotten involved in something called lying flatism instead. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, so lying flatism. Big article. Here, Big. hang on. Let me try. <laughs> <laughs> the term is pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Lying flatism. I mean, let's start there. Let's start with the let's start with the 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 the, the fact that somebody had to come up with some. They're trying to be clever. There's a new way of life called lying flatism. Really, we're going to go to the trouble to write like an eight-page article. Eight pages. Eight page. An eight-page article from SciPost, which SciPost.com, which is like a psychology, and I, I'm always interested in things related to psychology. So this is supposed to be some groundbreaking psychological uh, evaluation and some terminology. These pers- these people have done some research here on a new trend happening around the world, and they've got to come up with a name for it. They have identified. They, they've done some really important research work here, and they've identified identified a growing trend among Gen C people of called lying that they have decided to name lying flatism, which, you know, you must not have a PhD or I I mean, I don't even know the credentials of anybody who wrote this article, but could they have not come up with something more clever? Right. Very clever. It's not clever at all. I mean, at least like even a fear of spiders is called arachnophobia. Even that's got a clever name. Uh, Lying flatism. You know what it means? Young adults. Here's the headline. Young adults who embrace, quote, lying flatism also tend to see romantic relationships as unnecessary for happiness. And there's a young Asian, trim Asian American looking guy, or I don't know if he's Asian American or Asian guy, and he's laying back on the sofa with like a cup of coffee or tea and he's looking over and he's got like the sharp you know frames on and i'm thinking eight pages i can tell you what this article is all about right now we've got a bunch of young people around the world too lazy it's not i i don't need you to write eight pages to come uh, of some psychological evaluation you've done on the world and on the young people in this world the gen z and come up with some really lame term to tell me what i already know which is after decades of around the world, starting in Western civilization, of attacking families, attacking corporations, attacking work ethic, attacking ambition, pushing cultural Marxism, pushing the the ideology of greed and envy, pushing divorce, pushing never getting married, pushing not having kids, pushing living small, you don't need to buy a home. You're going to own nothing and be happy that we've got a bunch of people that want to lay around and we've pushed technology on people to where people don't have to communicate with each other. And, and on the basis of a virus, we're going to lock everybody in their homes and not let them go to the gym, not let them go and walk and have any fresh air, shut down movie theaters and churches and, and, you know, dump sand in, in skateboarding rinks outside that we've got an entire generation of people now that want to lay around and do nothing. It's called laziness. I identified this years ago. Marxism is about rewarding the worst aspects of human nature 
and the free market capitalist American Society and Foundation rewards the best. It's just like how they're trying to uh, test market now universal basic income. Exactly. Lying flatism. We've got a new term out there, people. It's called lying flatism. No, it's called laziness. This came from a new research published by BMC Psychology. Who paid for this research? I could, could have told you what is surprising is that this has shifted to countries like Japan. Japan. That actually shocks me. Well, you know, it, listen, I mean, the Western culture has been spread around the world. And America has gone lazy, hasn't it? Oh, go to school, rack up a $300,000 degree that, that doesn't train you to do a job. Then go sit at home with mama. The taxpayers out there swinging a hammer will pay off your student loans. You don't have to work, you Gen Zers. I mean, Japan used to be, I mean, they were the they, hardest working of the, oh, and, yeah. and the smartest and the brightest. You wanted something done, you went yeah, to Japan. Absolutely. That's why back when I was working with Xerox in the 90s, uh, we were the only company in the history of the United States at that point who had taken market share back from the Japanese because they were just – our, our entire auto industry basically was was taken over by, by the Japanese. At that point, all of our, our our technology, audio, video, and all, you know, was, was – That's being, where you went. That's where you went, right? All right. But who, you know, why would you listen to me? Because I'm just a right wing host, and and if you, and you know, according to Barack Obama, aren't we glad Barack Obama resurfaced? Aren't we? Aren't we glad? Aren't we glad he slithered out from under that forty thousand square foot house? That yeah, some she, people say he's still running the country. Well, of course he is. Here's what he had to say about us evil right wing radio people. Let's what is true is that partly because uh, because of where people are getting information these days. The siloing of, mm. of information. If you are watching Fox News, I've said this before, if you're watching Fox News or following some uh, right-wing you know, radio host uh, or getting Facebook feeds within that bubble, your <gasps> oh, reality is different than if you read the New York Times or watch uh, your program. Right. If you're watching Fox or if you're listening, particularly right-wing radio, if you're listening to right-wing radio, which is still the most powerful uh, force for information and news and opinion, uh, even after Rush Limbaugh, believe it or not, uh, you are going to get a very different perspective than MSNBC or CNN. He was talking to Christiane Amanpour. Of course you are, because we are not the network uh, at Salem. We haven't sat around, and, and um, I, you know I stopped watching Fox years ago, but here at Salem, we have not sat around for years uh, puffing lies out to the American people through our airwaves. Everything I shared tonight is all fact-based. There's nothing I shared, particularly with the Hunter Biden and the Joe Biden crimes. It's called documentation. That text message from Hunter's own phone, bragging about extorting money out of the Chinese. Two weeks later, the money that came in from that Chinese company, documented in the banks. Right? All the rest, documented. The David Weiss allegations, Gary Shipley, his IRS whistleblower allegations, documented. Everything else we shared tonight, documented. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's time for Hear of the Week and Stink of the Week. Stay tuned.
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I was just cruising through Instagram and I saw something so beautiful. It's time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the You're Week. You're talking pizzas, right? No, well, I did see some beautiful pizzas. Gorgeous pies on here. But now I can't find um, the. It was at David J. Harris site. I wanted to read this to you guys because I just thought it was so beautiful. It's right here. I just found it. It's a picture of a girl wrapped in a, fr- a pride flag. She's looks like, but her hair and makeup is, let me describe it to you guys, is almost looks gothic. And she's got tears in her eyes. And she's looking into the face of this young woman who's blonde hair, white jacket, and with her hand on her, this young gal with the pride flag, hand on her, the pride, girl in the pride flag shoulder. And here's the caption. She says, at first, this girl in the picture wanted nothing to do with Jesus. But when I began praying for her friend and preaching Jesus Christ as the solution to every one of life's problems, she suddenly began looking at me as if she was crying out for help. I saw she wanted out of the darkness in her life. I approached her and told her, God told me you were his child. Are you willing to accept him? She answered yes without hesitation, and she had tears in her eyes. Young people in this country are hungry for God. Their eyes, their hearts call out for solutions to their emptiness. Sometimes all it takes is to show up and speak the name of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will begin to change a person's heart. There is power in the name of Jesus. God wants every one of his children to come back home. Quote, for God so loved the world, he gave his only, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This- I'm almost tearing up as you're reading that. And I, from my perspective, that uh, I'm not going to even mention another hero of the week because that's, this country needs more of that. That's it for me. I wish I could show you guys this picture, her face, this young girl's face, just... I'll even say it on there. You can text me that after the show because I, I need to see that. Yeah, it just, you can see that this girl just had so, she had a lot of pain. And, you know, um, Ellen Page was trending on Twitter today, uh, who El- Ellen Page was, became famous for the movie Juno. Did you ever see the movie I Juno? I did. did see that movie. She was such an adorable girl and... I evidently she struggled with a lot of psychological issues, decided to become Elliot. And Ellen Page was trending today on Twitter because she did an interview with this British newscaster about transgenderism and and the reason why she was trending was because as she was trying to talk about this new joy in her life, she was reeking ex- the misery that was coming out of her. You could just feel it. And so people were like, wow, I haven't seen anybody this joyous since, you know, somebody ran over their foot with a tractor. You know, I mean, it was just it was painful. And there's just and I was thinking this morning as somebody that was a child who thought a mistake had been made up until puberty, my entire childhood. I, I was thinking today I need to tell people to not use the term confusion there. It's not gender confusion. I knew I was a girl. I was born a girl. You're not confused when you're in that state. That's that. That's a term that people need to stop using because you don't understand what it's like to think that you're no, not. You're, confused. you're going through things that's uncomfortable. You're not confused, 
it's it's a psychological situation that's going on. At that point, pre-puberty, I didn't have enough of the female hormones in me, and I was just attracted to boy things and thought, you know what? I why I don't want to play with my with Barbies like my sister. I'm really a boy trapped in a girl's cuz I want to play with my brother in the backyard and my cousin Jay that I talked about the other night on the show. Um so it's a psychological and mental thing. I wasn't depressed, though. That's the difference. It was just that my hormones hadn't caught up with me. It's not confusion, and we need to be careful about that. These kids aren't confused. I'm glad you brought that up because that is used. that term is used a lot. It is. It's not confusion. What's going on is either um, when they're young before puberty – it's, it, you know, they're being told that they can they can choose something and then you feel, oh, well, OK, I feel like I should be a boy. Let me go be a boy. Beyond that, it's it's a it's a mental and psychological problem that needs to be addressed. And the solution is not cutting off parts and mutilating or, or anything. No, that, I mean, if anything, I'd say that makes it worse, Andrea. And I say it from the perspective of how many times have we brought up on the show people that have made the transition and then regretted it because they want to go back and they can't. And it's permanent at that point. Oh, well, if you, you know, you women, you can go and just get, get breast implants. Uh, oh, like it's that easy? What, what do you do when the womb has been taken out? How, do you, how, how, how does a man, after he's had his, his uh, you know, male parts removed, how does he go back to being, being a man? So this is um, so anyway, God bless that young girl for going out to that pride parade and handling herself in such a way that she brought somebody to Jesus. And um, that's the way that we need to be uh, handling these things with love. And love is not telling somebody and validating something that's not true or not correct. That's not love. That's not love. Um, all right. Stink of the week. Who's your I stink? I hate to say it because uh, they got a lot of respect for our military, U.S. Navy. Bad job. Uh, well, they're only taking orders from the commander in chief. That was, or maybe Secretary of Defense Austin. I don't know who made that decision. Whoever made the decision, shame on you. Yeah, for me, the stink of the week is the U.S. government and probably John Durham for not prosecuting those that he could have and should have that covered up the crimes of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. That's my stink. We'll see you guys Monday. Mike Gallagher will be here six fifteen Monday. You don't want to miss it.